0: Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. How many of you know the Word of God is active and alive and it's sharper than any two-edged sword? And it's able to cut through anything. Come on, it's the Word of God. And haven't we been excited about the start of the series last week with, with, with Pastor Shells preaching and bringing the Word in First Thessalonians? Come on, who knows their 15 words? Call it out. Give thanks. Give thanks. in, Yeah. For this is the will. Christ Jesus, yes. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus, fifteen words, and then who was here on Sunday night? Mm. did you hear Nick? Like insignificance, like your life has significance with Jesus in it. Woo all right, have you got your Bible with you we 're going to start. We're going to start, And so we're continue on our series of thanksgiving and, and, and saying thank you, gratefulness. And so our, our key verse really has been First Thessalonians chapter five verse 18. "Give thanks in all circumstances. So this is the will of God in Christ Jesus, for, for you in Christ Jesus. You know gratefulness uh, and, thank, and thanksgiving is, is an internal feeling, but has an external response. Do you agree? You have to show that you are thankful. You have to respond that you of just how much thankful you are. Does that make sense? English teachers go. "Mm." It demands a response externally from you. You can't have a great meal and not show it. You know, with me, I'm, I'm a bit of a foodie. My whole body goes into convulsion when the food that's been put in front of me purely just looks amazing. This is before it even goes into my mouth, right? And, and let me just shout out to my wife because a lot of my Instagram photos that you would see and hate on me on are actually food at home. come on, give her a hand. Like, it's it's, it's like, Shelley would say, I was nothing special, but it is. Do you know, when I was in the airline industry, flying, staying in amazing hotels, eating in amazing restaurants, it was never the same coming home to a home-cooked meal. Nothing beats it. So, wives, as you minister to your family through meals, Know that you are doing an amazing job, and we want to honor you in that. That's like five people clapping. (laughs) No, no, no. Like, we need to show externally that we are grateful. Let me shift it to another level. I mean, how grateful are you when your boss pays you on time? We're really grateful. Your bills and the people that you are paying your bills to are really grateful that that happens. But how do we show our gratefulness there? I worked for my money. I don't have to say thank you. I worked for it. What's the correct response of showing gratitude in our income? Do you know how? How? Tithes. That's how we externally show that we are grateful for what God has supplied us through tithes. Open your Bible to Psalm 34. I'll start here. Psalm 34, a great psalm by King David. This one, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glorify, I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. This four, I sought the Lord. He answered me. He delivered me from all of my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord answered him. He saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. He delivers them. Verse 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Verse 9. The fear of the Lord or fear the Lord, you His holy people, for those who fear Him lack nothing. Somebody say amen to that. Those who fear Him lack nothing. Do you know, a thankless Christian is a thoughtless Christian. A thankless Christian is a thoughtless Christian. When we open our mouths, we are communicating something. Whether you like it or not, how you say hello the first time, you are literally communicating something. Hello, robotically. Have you ever heard Siri say, hello? It's just like, I kinda, uh, hello, hello, hello. Hello. How I say hello to you communicates something at a different level. How I greet you communicates to you as to how much I want you to feel welcome. How I praise God communicates to those around me exactly what God has done for me how I praise Him. So I'm not just talking about singing. I'm talking about every time I open my mouth, it communicates something externally of what's happening internally. So when we praise, it's not just a warm-up and the start of the service. It's saying we're opening up the altar for you to lay a sacrifice of praise in order that those around me, because God sees your heart, right? those around me actually understand how grateful I am. I don't care whether you can sing a note or not. That's not important. It just means maybe you cannot sing with a microphone on stage. That's all it means. But it doesn't stop you from communicating your gratefulness to God. It's not a deal breaker. So, If someone was to come to my house, I really believe it's really important how they're greeted. It'll determine where they sit, whether they sit or whether they stand when they walk into the house. It'll determine whether they can open the fridge or the pantry or just sit down and not say a thing. It determines whether they can just Use the lavatories or ask. The level of welcome determines all of that. What about in our world when we go to work? What are we communicating to our colleagues about who we are? So today's about equipping you for life through faith in Jesus Christ. Amen? So I want you to be responsive this morning because I want to push a little bit in terms of our external what we, what we process internally and what we express externally. I really think the church of Jesus Christ needs to be the kind of house that could not be ignored. You, the church of Jesus Christ, when you walk past, it cannot be ignored. Why? Because you're beaming with the glory of God on our lives. And I get that we get tough times. I get that times are hard, but we will Always boast in him. We will always boast in him. Why is it that? Why is that important? Is because when the afflicted people around us hear us, it'll change their atmosphere. Because if you're afflicted, and they're afflicted, there's conflicting things happening there. Like, but when we come from the opposite spirit. We understand that there's a shift because you are going. I'm looking up to where my help comes from, the maker of heaven and earth. I'm not looking at my circumstance, which right now is trying to rule my situation. My soul will boast in him. And that means every time I open my mouth, I should be able to boast in God. Boast in what he has done. Oh, man, God, I thank you for this beautiful sunny day. Man, it's it's an awesome sunny day. Thank you, Jesus. You're dropping seeds everywhere you go. And you're like that farmer that just scatters, just scatters seeds. I'm just going to scatter some seed. Do you know these angelic hosts that actually encamps around you? Angelic hosts, like our hosting team, who come and host you. Please sit here. Welcome. these angelic hosts who actually encamp around you for your good. When we show reverence to God, when we fear him, he delivers us. He delivers you from your fear of your situation. So when you get given a bad report, when your circumstance is dire, what God does is He delivers you from the fear of that situation. Like Daniel, he stands in the middle of the lion's den. God delivers him from the fear of the lions, and he's able to stand. In your situation, if you're going through some stuff right now, fear the Lord. He will remove the fear from you, and He will deliver you from that. And you can stand in the middle of it and say, God is with me. I will boast in the Lord. I love David's response. The first thing is that he praises constantly. David decides that he will praise God in every opportunity he gets. I mean, to say we are going to be praising God in eternity, so why not start practicing now? You know, in church, I mean, we're all different shapes, sizes, colors, whatever. Like, you got to get used to it (laughs) because we're all going to be together forever. And so often, it's hard in church to try and get on with everybody. Like, you need to get used to this. We're all going to be together (laughs) forever. Turn to your neighbor and say, forever. You're not just married to your wife now. You're married to her forever. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. All right? Forever. We're going to be hanging out forever. So what better place to start practicing our praise? It's here. David praised openly. Sometimes because of our upbringing, maybe things people have said about us or whatever, circumstances, we, we kind of like, oh, I can only praise in church. Um, I had this situation where, where I was in the car at the lights up in Rustly Road there. I had a Quipper's Revolution praise music like, loud in my car, and I was not aware of anyone. like, it was peak traffic, I should have been aware, but I wasn't aware, like, there was, there was a car on this side, a car in front of me, a car behind me, and a car on this side, um, and, I was, and I was full on singing, and then all of a sudden, I looked in my revision mirror, and the girl behind was, like, going, <laughs> right, and then I just happened to glance this way, and the guy on my, on my left was just like, <laughs> right? And I'm like, oh, my goodness. So I'm like, okay, I have a choice now. Do I keep praising crazy like this and look like a madman? Or do I, like, go, well, I'm looking really dumb right now. I should stop, right? Because imagine, so the noise in the, in the car is amazing, but all they're seeing is this guy going like this. So, so here's, here's the challenge. What are people seeing? Are they, are they seeing just the no sound? Or are they actually hearing a response? I'm flipping it now. Don't just be seen to be doing the right thing. Be heard saying it. Let your communities, let your people, let your tribes hear you praise. Don't just look like it's all muted. Actually do it and make a sound. Like the enemy is defeated. We only only did this this week. The enemy is defeated through the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. The word of your testimony. Praise openly. You need to praise openly. We need to boast in Him. We need to boast in Him. You know what? Something, I mean, there, there, there are people that sometimes you can talk to that it's, it's just like, woe is me, it's just like, and we all think it, but we, no one's brave enough to just say, what does God say about your situation? Right? Like, we're just going, oh man, this is, hey, I'm preaching to the choir here. Like, life is tough, but is that where we're going to stay or we're going to boast in the Lord? Man, I'm, I'm feeling really sick right now, but God is my healer. My bank account is empty right now, but God is my provider. Man, I feel fearful right now, but God is my protector and my shield. Like, what are we boasting, church? What is coming out of our mouths and our spirits needs to come in alignment with how God sees us. In relation with Him, our interests are in Christ. Our expectations are in Him. We boast in the Lord. Let that be a mark of every believer, that we boast in the Lord. And here's the thing. How many of you know, like me in the car, to praise God? By yourself, as far as people looking at you, it looks pretty weird, right? If we were all in church right now, and Nick was the only one standing in the front row praising the way we praise at Equipers, right? Imagine if Nick was standing right there, and the band's kind of going, and Nick's the only one praising Jesus. Do you know how awkward that looks? Do you know how weird that looks? So you could praise by yourself, but imagine the power that comes when we all praise together. Get past the music. Think about what God has done for you. Praise through that. Even in your affliction, praise through that. People need to hear how God has delivered you. How many of you know God keeps delivering us? It's not a one-time, you know, "Eh, done. No, he keeps delivering. Because, I mean, I keep making dumb decisions. I keep saying dumb things. I keep thinking dumb things. God has to keep delivering me. It's a process that continues. It's not a one-stop shop. Whenever you feel like you are you, you feel like you've just distanced yourself from him, with one response, you're back. It's identifying that nothing will hold me from being in his presence. Be thankful through it. All right, here's the next thing. Your Bible, look at Luke chapter eight. These only three verses, and I I just think this is really key. Uh, when it comes to the effects of what Jesus has done in people's lives. Luke chapter 8, verses 1 to 3. I'll open it. Okay, you got it? It'll be on the screen as well. Okay. So this is the start before the parable of the sower. But we're not going to do the soul. You can read that in your own time. I'm just going to pick on three verses. After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The 12 were with him, so the 12 disciples, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven, seven spirits... Somebody says seven spirits. <laughs> seven spirits had, been, uh, had come out. Joanna, the wife of, of, of Cusa, the manager of Herod's household, and Susanna. And many others, these women were helping to support them out of their own means. Three verses. Jesus was on tour. I just thought, the picture that came to mind was like, Jesus was on a revolution tour. And, and so as he went, people got healed, got delivered, and started following him. And here's the interesting thing, that Luke records the women. I thought that was key. So I want to call it, Jesus' soul train. Jesus' soul train. Now, if you've ever been to our church offices on Annex Road, there's a great big train track that just turns up at the most inconvenient time. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So if you're running late to prayer meeting, there's a 7 o'clock train. If you're coming to the offices in the morning and you've got a meeting, there's a train in the morning. Like, At the most inconvenient time. Here's the thing. So, as I was sitting there last week, caught by the train, and this was the longest train. (laughs) Help me, Jesus. It was uh, some, I'm sitting there. First of all, the bells go, right? The bells go off, the bar thing comes down, and you're waiting. (laughs) No movement. I'm like, what the heck's going on? And then so cyclists all turn up next to the cars, and they all kind of, and I see them going. So they're further up close to the bar. I'm like, what the heck's going on? (laughs) Probably about, it felt like five minutes. I'm sure it was like two minutes. Five minutes later, this train comes in. And so I'm expecting this, nah. This train comes by and it's slow as. I'm like, I'm trying to get the look at the dude that's driving the train. <laughs> now, And so this the train goes by. And I kid you not, it's taking ages. I think it's come from the west coast, because it looked like coal. Uh, it was just it was just going. And I was, I was I was just looking, I was just looking. And and, and God just I just felt like you know you and your spiritual eye kind of opens well f- for me it did on that day i was kind of like oh my gosh we're like following jesus <laughs> like the front train represents jesus and we're all hooked in to him And we're all just marching along, right? Because it's taking ages and it kind of maybe one thing represents a country or a city or something because it's just huge. It was just enormous. And there was this constant speed. It wasn't going any faster, which was frustrating me. It was just steady. And so hooked onto each other are other carriages that are all connected. And just in that moment, I just felt the spirit of God say to me, that's how I see the church, is that we're connected to Jesus, and we're connected to each other, and there's momentum. It's not too fast that not everybody can catch it, but it means that the world, the world can stand back and watch it, and if ever they chose to get on that ride, they could simply go and latch on. There is power in togetherness. There is power in calling the church to rise and stand up and wake up because we're sending a message to the world that we're connected to Jesus and there's power in that. So there's momentum. We're connected. We're moving in the same direction. If you've ever been involved in church ministry or people ministry, you know it's like herding sheep. With all due respect, because everybody has their own idea and revelation of what God is saying. And I'm like, time out. One vision, one Jesus, we're heading his direction. That's all I need you to do. Latch on and move. <laughs> the train only works well when it's on the track you only function well if you're on track the minute you get off line you're not in line what do you need to do to get back on track one decision it takes one decision to get back on track You see, to whom much is given, much will be required. Jesus gave everything for our freedom. Amen? Yes, he did. He gave everything. So what does it mean to say yes to Jesus and keep moving in that direction? It means to stay connected. What does connection mean for you? If you're turning on your hair dryer in the morning, it's not going to work unless it's plugged into the socket and it's turned on. <laughs> unless it's plugged in, it will not work. The same with your spiritual life, that unless you're plugged in and turned on, the power doesn't flow. I had a funny situation last week. Man, I've got a lot of funny things happening in my life. I should really write a book, but I was—it um, was Labor Weekend. We were getting visitors, and so Pastor Peter has been with us. And I'm like, I can't really do anything because Peter's around. Like, hey, Peter, no, no, no. and I'm like, you know those those things that you like to do before your guests arrive? Well, that didn't happen in my house. So I'm just like, oh, sorry about the lawns. Oh, sorry about the hedges. I keep saying sorry, and Peter's like, quit it, man. Your family. And that moment for me was amazing because it's like, hey, I know that life is full. It's actually okay. You'll find time to do your lawns. You'll find time to do your hedges. It's okay. So anyway, Pastor Peter left, and the next lot of visitors arrived. And so I was like, I really got to do something now. So I went out. We've got this hedge trimmer thing. And it's known in my family that I cut cords when it comes to, you know, uh, electrical cords involved outside cutting hedges. So we bought this bright as yellow, probably about Simeon's yellow T-shirt, a bright yellow cord so as I'm cutting the hedges, I can see what's hedge and what's not. So under my earmuffs, I had praise music going. Sound like praising. G- <laughs> cutting. And next minute, I'm just like. G-. I thought, because there's dual action, I thought I wasn't doing the dual thing. Nah, both hands are on. Look down, and there was this freshly cut cord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. It was like. Um, it was like the power surgery thing activated. That's how I'm still standing here today. Because just then I'd sort of kind of hosed bits of the, <laughs> grace of God, grace of God. That's all I'm saying. Um, and so I cut the cord. And again, like another reminder, are you a bit like me? Like stuff like that happens to my world. You're, you're probably good. I'm just one of those people that everything happens to Train stops you for hours. Like, so here's the thing, and then the Holy Spirit goes, That's why it doesn't work because you're not connected to the power. Like, out of my own doing, I cut the cord and now it doesn't work in our own spiritual lives because of our own decisions and our own doings. We cut the cord. But the cord's still connected to the power. It just doesn't have a connection. Like, it's simple, right? It's not complicated at all. If your life is, if you're not living by the Spirit, there's no power. If you're not connected to Jesus, there's no power. And so if you're praying and nothing's going on, check your connection. Check your connection. Because that is where the power will flow. I love this, and I'll close with this. So I said earlier that when we, when we give, give, giving thanks is an inward feeling that needs to be expressed externally, right? And I talked about someone praising by themselves. It's good for them, but it looks awkward for everyone else, right? It's a bit like that with when we are thankful Generosity by itself or by yourself, it doesn't look right. Generosity amongst the body of believers, phenomenal. Like the expression yesterday was awesome to be a part of uh, the crew going out to do 0800 Hungry. And you know, like when you do it by yourself during the week, that's great, man, you're fulfilling mission. But imagine if you were to do that with your e-group. Imagine if you were to do that with all of church. So we are all representative and we're all expressing how grateful we are through mission. Prayer by yourself is a good function, but imagine praying together. Amen. Amen. Imagine praying together and the power that brings because when we are together together, it's a commanded blessing. God commands a blessing and it's unstoppable. So, you know, like when we have things like pre-meeting on a Sunday, I mean, I'm sure everybody would wish that they were still in bed or doing something that's comfy. And so we would have the die-hard people who would just come up and just pray. And where I want to land today is just generosity in itself is is okay, but generosity together in our expression is powerful. Do you get it? If me and my family alone just say, "God, we're so thankful today for our church." It's, it's okay. Thanksgiving continues. But imagine when we are in the room together giving thanks. It sends a message to the enemy that you cannot stop us. Whatever comes our way is unstoppable because Jesus is there with us. Interesting, the list of, of, of women that, that were listed in that Scripture, there's three verses They represent changed lives. They represent people who encountered Jesus, left everything, and followed Him. There's a lady there by the name of Susanna. That's all that's mentioned about her. Nothing else. But here's the thing. In history... She's mentioned time and time again. You may think that your expression is unnecessary or no one really knows. Why don't you be a Susanna? Make the decision to follow Jesus and your name will be remembered. It doesn't matter what you did, what He did for you is the fact that you were recognized as a follower of Jesus. of the ladies was the wife of Herod's business manager. Now Herod's known to be like this womanizer, real earthy kind of dude, really bad. Now you imagine working for a guy like him. Imagine the position of the wife looking at her husband going to work every day, slogging, slaving for this ruler. But she had faith And it was because of her faith, her household would be saved. I don't know about you, but husband and wife, you may be in a situation where it's not perfect. You're working for someone that is not doing the right things or standing for the right things. But because of your faith, you take another step of obedience because you're connected to Jesus. Something's happened. You may be sitting in this room and you've been delivered from seven demons, healed from diseases. And there's a space for you as well. You see, following Jesus, you don't have to be perfect. All you have to do is is go, I need to follow Jesus. And this morning, we're all in this big room. And I don't know how you came in, but I want to change your destiny about how you walk out. Because I believe we've encountered the presence of God in this space. And as as I've been talking, there's a real desire for us to connect to Jesus. And it just takes one step. One decision of saying yes to Jesus. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch.